Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Better Living, a show that focuses on people and organizations making a big difference here in North Texas. I'm your host, Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan, and joining us right now, our very first guest is my buddy, Jared Sandler, who, by the way, does a lot of work with his nonprofit, The Sandlot Charities. How are you doing, Jared? See, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, a lot of people know of your fine work with the Rangers broadcast, you know, the pregame, postgame, and as well as the play-by-play. But you've been doing The Sandlot Charities for for years where you've been raising a lot of money and funds and participation with kids of, of a number of different groups, Right. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's been a really rewarding experience. We started in 2017. Uh, we are set to launch our grant program in 2020, but we all know that 2020 was uh, not the best year to to start something up with the pandemic. So uh, this year, uh, the 2022 year was our second cycle for our grant program, which has allowed us to uh, support organizations uh, who provide opportunities for kids with disabilities to get involved uh, in athletics or just active programming to help address a major need of health and wellness while also uh, giving them opportunities to to indirectly uh, improve their quality of life by you know gaining confidence by adding skills and making friends and improving their social uh, socialization skills and social ability and uh, all sorts of different uh, you know, indirect benefits of of playing sports. And, uh, you know, we certainly have, uh, you know, loved getting to be around these organizations, being around the kids, these organizations supports. And, uh, you know, I'm really proud of the work that, you know, we, uh, we've done, uh, you know, as a group, uh, the, the board, uh, the community that uh, has supported us, this DFW community, my teammates like yourself uh, at 105 through the fan, it's, it's been a really fun journey and uh, hopefully we're just getting started. Oh, I think you're going to be in for the long haul, Jared. I, I'm really excited about what you've been doing over the years. In fact, we've had you on the show before, but we've also had some of the different charitable nonprofits that you've, you're have you speaking of right now as guests on the show, spreading the word about what they're doing and shining the spotlight on them. Could you name some of the organizations? Because, again, I thought their work was so outstanding, and I was really proud of you. I was like, wow, Jared is hooked up and partnered with some great, great organizations with these kids. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't want to forget anyone. Uh, let's see if I can rattle off our, our grant recipients from the last uh, from the last two years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we've got Buddy Up Tennis, uh, Camp Summit, uh, Scottish Rite uh, is one that uh, we partnered up with last year. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, an organization that, uh, you know, I've, uh, if I said already heavenly hooves, uh, yes. which the uh, equine therapy organization that, you know, that one kind of blew my mind just with, uh, what they're able to do, uh, on my uh, mind too. In fact, let's, let's, yeah. let's share some love on them because when you told me about them and we had them on the show, I was absolutely amazed that they were able to help kids with disabilities come out of the shell, so to speak, with horses. Yeah, no, it's it's amazing. And, and EQuest is another similar organization uh, in South Dallas that mm-hmm. does the same thing. Uh, we've got Essilor, which is a, a foundation that helps provide kids opportunities to improve their eyesight, which, you know, if, if you have good eyesight or maybe you don't, but you have glasses or contacts and it's easily accessible or the financial element's not a challenge, you don't realize you know, how, how difficult it is. There are kids out there. They can't afford that. They can't afford right. glasses. They can't afford trips to the doctor. Uh, some other organizations uh, with whom we've worked, uh, 
the Notre Dame school in Dallas over in the South Dallas-ish area, uh, the Southwest mm-hmm. Wheelchair Athletic Association, Victory Therapy Center, Rise, uh, Adaptive Sports, My Possibilities, which I know is a, an organization near and dear to the hearts of so many at the fan, including the, the fellows of the KMC Masterpiece who raise money directly for My Possibilities with their annual Peace-a-thon uh, Hope Kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've got all of them. They're, they're, uh, we've had 16 grant recipients. Uh, a couple have repeated over the the two years we've had the program. So I think I've listed all the organizations and, and there's so many others out there too, CA, who, uh, you know, the organizations that do great work and, and hopefully uh, there are more organizations we can, uh, with whom we can connect here over the, the next few years. You know, we want, we want our applications for the grant program uh, to continue to grow and you can go to the sandlot.org to find out more information there. Uh, but you know, the saying no is it's never fun, mm-hmm. but we would love to be in a position where we're able to continue to touch more and more organizations each year uh, so we can help more and more kids. Yes. In fact, I know like so many people reach out to you and again, the process is right there on the website, but it, it may not be the the perfect time, but you may be able to get back to them. You just never know what, what the matchup might be, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you know, one thing I'm so thankful to have a team of people who, you know, this isn't, just a, a job they check off the you know the to-do list who help with the, the grant program uh you know they genuinely do want to you know help out the 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 people who apply for grants so uh if you apply for a grant and you just don't at all meet our qualifications well that's you know that that's one thing but uh you know we, we have people who will kind of work with the the applicants and saying hey you know we we couldn't say yes to this or we we won't mm-hmm. be able to say yes to this because of a, B, and C reasons, you know, are there any other things that that might you might need that might fit our criteria? Or, hey, I'd recommend you do this or that. And so, um, you know, we, we want it to be an inviting process. We don't want it to be a, a daunting process. Uh, you know, we want, you know, the only the only people who should be stressing out uh, or, or, you know, myself and our board having to make some tough decisions. But we want to be in a position to make tough decisions, because if we are, uh, that means that, you know, we're we're reaching a lot of organizations and uh, and, you know, hopefully, you know, over time, we'll be able to help out, uh, you know, hundreds of, of organizations and then thousands of kids here across the DFW Metroplex, uh, across the state of Texas. And then who knows, CA, maybe even beyond Texas. Exactly. And again, we're talking with Jared Sandler. He's not only the pre and post game show host for 105.3 The Fans radio coverage of the Texas Rangers also does play-by-play with the Rangers. But you've started this foundation and this charity, and we were talking about the partnerships with the different charities that you guys uh, provide grants to. I know your time is li- limited. You've, you've been married for only a couple of years now. Your wife is, a, an, is an angel for putting up with you and your crazy schedule. But how often do you personally get to go to some of the different organizations that you guys partner with? Yeah. Uh, so, cause I know you're busy, man. I don't know how you yeah, do it. No, no, that's, it's a great question. And, and we, uh, so first of all, uh, to answer your question, I, I haven't been able to get out to every one of our grant recipients, but, uh, I, I think there's only two or three, uh, in which, uh, you know, I, I can't say I I've been or, or seen them in action, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, it is a point we do try and go out to, to as many of them, you know, I buddy up tennis is, is one that that I I have you know really loved going to. Yeah, they're there. amazing uh, too. It's, uh, it's a it's an organization that provides tennis instruction to to people with Down syndrome. Uh, I've been out to Camp Summit during uh, a camp session, which was really neat uh, over in Paradise, Texas. Uh, so yeah, we we do try and get out. We we've also created an ambassador program. Uh, you know, we have a lot of people that come up to us and say. Hey, I'd really love to get involved, uh, and we want to be able to give them an opportunity to get involved beyond just attending an event. Uh, you know, not everyone can be on the board. Not everyone wants to be on the board or has the time to be on the board. Uh, so we want to provide that kind of in between. And, and with the ambassador program, uh, you know, one of the objectives for these these individuals uh, is to you know help us touch these organizations we support, going out and being a resource. If they need volunteers, we want we want them to feel like they can turn to us and, you know, maybe we can help them out here or there with, you know, what their needs might be. We want to get out in the community. Uh, that's kind of the next step as we continue to grow is, you know, not just be an organization that writes checks. And, and that's important. You know, I see you talk to so many of these organizations, mm-hmm. uh, Better Living, and and you know that their their first need is is almost always money because, 
uh, money, you know, helps get things done. And, and uh, you know, that's the same for our charity. And, and that's certainly why the grant program is, is a valuable asset in our uh, ability for, to fulfill our mission. Uh, but it's also, you know, about getting out there and, and making a difference and being around these people. And I'm also a huge believer that, uh, you know, the more we can get out there, uh, the more people will want to not just support our charity, but support these other organizations and support the kids. You know, we're not, this isn't about us. This isn't about, hey, support Sandlot, don't support other organizations. You know, mm -hmm. it, our mission is our mission. And whether it's accomplished through our work or the work of other organizations, uh, that's what matters. And and I'd even say beyond that, uh, and, and this is me being a horrible salesman for Sandlot, but uh, you know, I always feel uncomfortable when I go on programs like this or talk about the charity and, and say, hey, come, you know, come to our event or donate to us or this or that, because people's time is is limited. People's resources financially sure. are limited. Uh, and so the only thing I ask is that, you know, if you do have time or maybe you do have some disposable uh, income, pick a cause that means a lot to you and support it. If it's if it's Sandlot and, and what we do and, you know, people with disabilities, amazing. You know, if you want to support uh, the, the homeless community and, and not people with disabilities, that's awesome too. You know, I, I just think that the more people go out and, and do something and support something, and, and I hope they can be passionate about it because the more passionate you are, the more likely you're going to support and enjoy doing it. Uh, and you enjoy doing it, then your level of support is, you know, whether it's as a volunteer or financially, it's going to be even greater. So uh, we would love for people to support Sandlot. And, and we love uh, that people want to support. And we love that, you know, our ambassador program allows us to include more people in those efforts. But I, I hope that people listening to this, uh, if they want to be a part of our ambassador program, again, the sandlot.org, all the information there. You can reach out to me on Twitter at Jared Sandler, but maybe you don't, but maybe, maybe you recall one of your previous interviews, CA, or, or maybe there's a cause that, mm -hmm. you know, is, is living in their head that uh, means something to them. I, I just hope that people, uh, you know, when the time is right, they act on that uh, because it, I, I, I can't tell you, I feel selfish, you know, with the charity and, and the smile uh, on my face whenever I'm around yeah. these kids at these organizations. And, and I think people will have the same sort of feeling. I think you're exactly right. I always say this, you know, when you affect someone's life, that enriches your life. That's, there's no yeah. value on that. There's no dollar value on that. Although when it comes to um, nonprofits and charitable uh, associations, the three things that are so important are time, talent, and treasure. And if you've got any of the three, I think it's very rewarding. I think a lot of people find a, a, a fulfillment in their life that may be a void in their life when they're able to do one of those three things with a, a charitable organization or, or someone that gives back. And, and Jared, again, I'm so glad you're on the show and we've had you on here before, but I, I got to go back to how you started the foundation, how you started the charity. And, and for those who listen to one Oh five, three, the fan, they may know that you and I have been knowing each other since you were like six or seven years old when you and your dad and your brother used to go to Maverick games. And I used to talk to you and put you on the radio. And lo and behold, years later you become a broadcaster. But I find the most amazing thing about you, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I've known you since you're like seven. And then all of a sudden your dream comes true. But I was so um, grateful and I get the biggest smile on my face about you starting a foundation and you working hard to do things for others. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because unlike a professional athlete who usually has, you know, some money and they maybe have some you know, some talent and, and maybe some time. It can gather some people. It is hard to start a nonprofit. And for you, I think you said you started, you thought about this as a little kid of ways of giving back. And thus you created something that like a lot of people say, well, I don't know if I could ever do this or not. Could you talk about how you started Sunlight Charities and, you know, the gumption it took to put it all together? Yeah, I, no, absolutely. Uh, and And first of all, you know, I, a big reason why I started this is, you know, as broadcasters, we have a platform and, and see you, you, uh, you use your platform in so many ways to make a difference and you don't need to have a charity to, to make a difference, obviously. Right. So I don't mm -hmm. want any of this to come off, uh, uh, as if I think that, you know, anyone with a platform needs to start a charity. I, I don't think no. that at all. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, I think for me, this starts, you know, there, there, there are two things that really impacted me when I was growing up, uh, two causes, I guess. One, uh, 
racial equality and, and just equality, you know, people, but uh, specifically racial equality. My family came from South Africa. Uh, I'm I'm white. My family is white. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. in South Africa, even to this day, although it has greatly improved, uh, racial equality was not something that was uh, uh, w- was a popular subject to to discuss or to promote. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm really proud that uh, you know my really I guess it starts with my grandparents on both sides, my mom and and dad's side. Uh, they they raised a family that uh, in, in which it was not uh, important to believe in racial or racial equality. It was required. Uh, right. And um, because so they, grew in in they grew up yeah, in apartheid. They grew up in apartheid. And this and what you're saying is your family was like, no, that's not normal. What's normal is if everybody's inclusive. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, that was a, a really important cause. Uh, and, and the other was people with disabilities. And, and that one, is, there's not as much of a direct tie. I, I just, you know, when when I'd go to Mavs games, for instance, and, uh, you know, I'd bug you there when I, you know, you mentioned I was five, six, seven years old, when I wasn't bugging you and I wasn't watching the game, you know, I'm on the concourse getting concessions. And, you know, I, I'd see it really, it started with people with Down syndrome, just because that's a disability in which, you know, it's a little more vis- uh, visible facially. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, a lot of disabilities are not visible um, or, you know, maybe something like someone was missing a, a limb uh, in a wheelchair, you know, things that were visible to me as a five and six year old. Uh, I'd start crying, you know, I, I and I, I'd, I'd ask my dad or my brothers, uh, you know, why why they don't have the same, you know, physical makeup that I do or, or why, uh, you know, why they don't have the same opportunities that I might. And, and, you know, in some cases they would tell me, no, they do, you know, it's just, it's, they're, they're getting there a different way, but they're, they're at the Mavs game. They're still having fun, you know, just like you. And, um, but that always, that always sat with me. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't have a, a family member uh, who has a, you know, a disability that would fit into, you know, what you would consider a physical or, or an intellectual disability. But, you know, I definitely know people, we all do. Uh, but I just, I, I've always been drawn to that community. Uh, and so uh, when I did make the decision, when I moved back to Dallas, which is, you know, where I grew up and I, I was starting to feel somewhat settled in, you know, with work to where, you know, I wasn't going to be bouncing around like a lot of broadcasters might early on. Uh, I decided I wanted to see, you know, what, what was out there and I wanted to get involved. And uh, you know, I wanted to start a charity that addressed a million different needs. And I was told that, no, you can't do that. You know, you're not, you're not Mark Cuban. You don't have that type of money. Right. You're not Warren Buffett. Uh, so, you're not the Gates foundation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta, you gotta focus. And, you know, oddly enough, uh, and, and I, I'm, I hate that it, it, it came to this, but obviously over the last few years, there's been so much attention drawn to social issues and, uh, you know, the, I, I feel like, I hope, I hope we're making progress when it comes to, race relations and 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 things that fall into that category but prior to that it was really tough and when i asked people hey if i did want to start a charity uh that addressed that what could i do to actually make a difference other than you know just just being an example which i can do with or without a charity and a lot of the things that really can make a difference are incredibly expensive and and i wasn't sure if i'd run this charity into the ground after a year mm-hmm. and so it was really a toss up and and it just seemed like there was more attainable success uh you know reaching people with disabilities and and you didn't have to it wasn't like that was plan b i mean i, I still i to this day i i still think i'd love to start a new avenue in which we can address race relations uh, and and do some work in that in that field as well. Um, but ultimately, I settled on on helping out people with disabilities and uh, had uh, some assistance from a, a family friend, Carla Rosenberg, who CA, I'm sure you've uh, run She's into wonderful. Time. She does. Yeah. yeah, she does some great work. In the Nancy community. Lieberman she advised me. What's that? She does a lot with Nancy Lieberman as well. Uh, yeah, foundation. She, she is. She is the reason Nancy Lieberman's charities. I shouldn't say the reason. I, I she probably one of the not big like, ones. She's yeah. awesome. She's she, you know she's she's the driving force behind that. And uh, you know she she was so gracious to help me and, and advise me and, and help me get things off the ground. And I also see. I, I need a. I need to recognize Christy Crone from the Special Olympics. She's no longer yes. with the Special Olympics, but she was there when I first started this. And our very first partnership as a charity was with the Special Olympics. And we would not be here today without Special Olympics and that amazing organization as well. So that, that's that's kind of the genesis of it all. Um, but I, I, 
you know, I'd be remiss not to, again, recognize my board, uh, so many amazing people, including Gavin Spittle, uh, who do tremendous work, uh, my teammates at the fan. I, see, I, I really, I truly believe that our growth, and, and we've had some amazing growth, uh, it would not be possible without the platform that has been extended across the station uh, with, uh, you know, with, with my teammates and friends like yourself. And um, I, I'm not, I don't have any business sense. I certainly had no charity experience part of this. If it was left up to me and my own devices, <laughs> this thing would not be in existence still. I understand uh, this, what you're saying. Cause yeah, you gotta have the float because of others. Yeah. You gotta have the right people around you because a lot of people like you, like yourselves, they might have a dream, uh, a nonprofit is not the easiest thing to start. And again, I, I brought up athletes because sometimes they have the treasure and they got they got family around them or they got, you know, agents or business people, lawyers who can help guide them. And, and you know, they can replenish the treasure as they go along. But you, you know, broadcasters aren't athletes. They don't make the same kind of monies. And yeah. you are smart enough to have the right people around you. Can you talk about the scary parts? Because, again, there's never there's never an overnight success with anything, whether it's your career or whether it's starting a nonprofit. And I've talked to so many different groups and organizations who had to get over the hump, so to speak, and they didn't know if it was going to happen or not. Did you ever have moments like that? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, I, and I'm CA, I, I am a very self-deprecating person, but I say this sincerely. I, I, I don't have business experience and, and you learn very early on that Yes, while this is a charity, and yes, there are some amazing people out there who want to help you out. Uh, even some of those people can only do so much because maybe their help comes, you know, in the form of their own business. And it's not like people just hand you things and you got to make financial decisions, right? You know, when you plan an event and, and we've got, you know, an annual event at Top Golf, we've got to make decisions on, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what we do, what we don't do to, to maximize uh, the money we raise. So, uh, I, I I think that element just in general has always given me uh, a degree of anxiety knowing that, you know, I don't I, and I've learned I've, I've come a long way. But, you know, I, I do have a, a board and people who uh, I can lean on with that. I, and, I, you know, you mentioned the you know, I, I'm not a professional athlete. Um, I, I'm not Dirk Nowitzki. Right. Dirk. And, and this is just the reality. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in this category of people who do this as well. So this is not a shot against anyone, but there are people who they grew up, they love Dirk uh, and they're going to blindly support anything Dirk does. Because exactly. He was their guy. He was mm -hmm. their hero. They he trust in him. Player. Yeah. He, yeah, they trust absolutely. in him. And, and, and uh, Hey, I'm in that category, right? I grew up Dirk is Dirk is. is yeah. He's is your hero. In fact, you yeah. proposed to your wife in the Mavericks locker room. I remember and, all and, of that. Yeah. The ring was at, at Dirk's uh, in Dirk's locker. So, uh, but I'm I'm not Dirk, right? And 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 yeah, you know, I, I appreciate that there are Rangers fans, and I appreciate there are folks who enjoy listening to me. But um, I, I'm not even a, a, a percent of of Dirk in his reach. So we have to work hard every single day, every single uh, event, every single uh, you know year to just to 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 earn that support from people. Uh, and you know, that's that's. <laughs> I don't want to say that's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's an incredibly fun challenge, but it, it's not a guarantee. It, exactly. it is a challenge. And, you know, as we, we made a decision as a charity prior to this year uh, to, to take a step forward and grow, you know, we had an event that sold out quickly. Uh, I don't want to say it was, you know, autopilot for us to plan it, but we've done it. We, you know, we've done it once and twice and three times and a fourth time. And, you know, we, we know, no fears and selling stuff and, selling bays and, and getting the event sold out at top golf. But, you know, I, I, I asked the board, I said, Hey guys, uh, we can either continue to do this and listen, we're going to be making a difference. There's nothing wrong with what we're doing, or uh, we can try and grow because I believe that we can, uh, we can amplify the difference that we make, but it's going to be a challenge because now we're going to have to, uh, you know, do way more work and reach way more people and uh, put on a bigger event and, mm -hmm. Uh, it, you know, that just the, the challenge of growth in general, I think is, it keeps me up. Um, and, and I want everyone, you know, we got Chris later this afternoon, we got, you know, our, our, our six annual swinging for a cause event. And I know that, uh, I can't make everyone happy, right. They're going to be nearly a thousand people there, uh, perhaps more depending on, you know, any late walk-ups for our concert with bowling for soup, uh, in addition to our top golf event. But I know I can't make every single person happy. I know that there's going to be someone uh, that shows up and for whatever reason 
the experience is not going to be perfect for them. They're going to walk away and they're not going to, they're not going to brag about the time they had at our event, but gosh, darn it. If, if my goal is not to uh, have a, a perfect score when it comes to that. And so those, you know, just little things like that, you know, keep me up. How, how can I make sure that anyone who touches our charity, anyone who connects with our charity uh, walks away uh, and and has just the most positive feeling about what we're doing because that's how we grow is is bringing people in and and it's not just about the fact that they might spend more money with us next time if they have that feeling I just I, I genuinely love the idea that we're building a community here and I want people yeah. to be a part of the community that we're building as we continue to try and grow so let's talk about swinging for a cause this is the 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 event for the year. For uh, Shanley Charities, every nonprofit has some big event. Sometimes it's a gala. Sometimes it's an outing. Sometimes it's a golf tournament. You're doing something that's been unique for a couple of years now, and that is having it at Top Golf. And I wanted to, as you go through the litany of of quote unquote celebrities that are going to be there, I want to pull the curtain back and give you major props because for those who don't know, just because Jared Sandler says, "Hey, can you come to my charity event?" it's not like everybody drops what they're doing. Sometimes athletes are overwhelmed by people wanting them to do something for their cause and they have their own causes and they also may be out of town. They may have prior commitments. How do you round up the guys that you do and then go ahead and name some of the names? Because I'm always impressed and amazed because I know how hard it is. Some people may think, Oh, you just call them up and they show up. It's not that easy. No, it's not. And and, you know, you're right. There are, there are athletes who will tell me, uh, Hey, I'd love to come, but if someone sees me at your event, then now they're going to ask, you know, I'm going to get flooded with invites to other things. And I, you know, I don't want to say no. So I just kind of have a hard rule that, um, you know, I, I I just don't go to these things and I get it. Uh, I totally understand. I, I, I want to share that, you know, in, in six years of, uh, you know, putting forth our events, we have not paid a single penny to any of the athletes or celebrities who have come to our event. You know, they all come out of the, the, the kindness of their heart, their, their generosity, how much they want to make a difference and how much they want to support others making a difference. And I just, uh, it's important for me to share that because, you know, they don't, they don't owe me anything, you know, they don't have to be there, but, mm-hmm. uh, we're really excited this year. We're honoring Darren Woodson, our second annual Sandlot community achievement award. Last year was Drew Pearson. Uh, Drew will be here again. Uh, we're going to have Marty Turco, John Gray from the Texas Rangers, Taylor Hearn, uh, will be there. Uh, John Daniels, uh, we'll have, uh, Babe Loffenberg, Chuck Cooperstein, uh, Eric Nadell, Matt Hicks, uh, Sam Huff, Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, Jose Trevino, Joey Gallo, uh, you know, all people who, uh, Michael Young has, you know, been to events in the past. He'll unfortunately be out of town. Uh, for this, uh, Jeff Bannister and Chris Woodward were both incredibly generous with their time when they were Rangers managers. Uh, you know, Travis Frederick, Barry Church, uh, Travis won't be there this year. He's been there in the past. Barry mm-hmm. Church uh, and Patrick Creighton uh, mm-hmm. will be there. Uh, Spud Webb. We just, you know, so many that that uh, I'm so grateful. Uh, Brad Leland is going to be there for the first time. Brad Leland played Buddy Garrity on the, the show Friday Night Lights and was also in mm-hmm. the movie Friday Night Lights. He was one of three uh, actors to be in both the movie and the TV show. He's a, a DFW guy. I'm excited for him. And then again, I go back to when well, I can't forget David Murphy, who's, uh, you know, been oh, such a, yes. a loyal friend to the charity. Uh I got to go back to just, you know, all of all of my teammates of the fan uh, CA. I know uh, you've done so much to to help, uh, you know, every year in the auction. There's the Chris Arnold experience, which means so much to me uh, because I feel like I kind of got that experience when I was going to Mavs <laughs> games when I was five and six. But uh, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't do it with you realizing and I just kind of followed you around and bugged you. But, uh, you know, my teammates, especially on a football Sunday. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done to get ready for their Monday shows. And, you know, I, they, they, they never give me any grief about having to come to this event. And um, it really does mean a lot. Uh, it, it, if you can't tell community and, and, and being a part of a team, those things are really important to me. Uh, and, you know, I, I feel it in, in such a strong way with the support I get from, from my teammates with this event. So um it, it means so much, and I'm I'm so thankful uh, to have the support from these people uh, because they help grow the event. They they play such a big role, 
uh, and I am I am forever indebted to to people who uh, who go out of their way to make a difference. Oh, this just in: um, Jacob Degrom and Odell Beckham Jr. say if they've been here three or four or five years and get to know you really, really good, they may come out there one of these days in the future. Let's do it. I love it. Would love to. Hey, sign that multi-year deal. Listen, Adele, sometimes you got to dream these things into existence. We'll we'll get we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll make it happen for sure. That is fantastic. So tell us again: is swinging for the cause? Um, it's already sold out, and it, you usually have it this time of the year, right? Yeah. So it's usually uh, it's actually usually a week before this, but the Cowboys uh, or the NFL probably didn't cooperate with the Cowboys schedule. Oh yeah, the scheduling. Yeah. Week, so. You know, we didn't want to we didn't want to conflict with that. Obviously, there's a, a Cowboys game here today, but uh, a noon game. So that will be done well before our event. And if people are hearing this and they want to come out, there are still concert tickets available to see Bowling for Soup. Uh, go to the the uh, or actually just go to 1053thefan.com slash Sandlot. Uh, you'll find the link there. You'll find the link for the auction. The auction will close at 8 p.m. tonight. You do not have to be present to win. You don't even have to be in the state of Texas to win. We will ship items uh, that you win your way, uh, or if it's a gift certificate. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ticket that can be emailed. We'll do that as well. So uh, the events tonight, uh, Swinging for a Cause, we're, uh, again, so thankful for everyone who supports us and can't wait for... Uh, for everything to, to go down at Top Golf in the Colony with Bowling for Soup, uh, rest in peace, Coolio. He was supposed to perform. Yeah, I was uh, on the air with you when we found out the yeah, word that he passed yeah, away. Yeah, and so uh, you know we'll, we'll definitely be thinking about Coolio tonight. It, it, he was such a great person. It was so great dealing with his team. But Bowling for Soup stepped up in a big way, and and so fired up to have them. Uh, I actually initially reached out to Bowling for Soup first. Uh, but they were supposed to still be in Europe for a tour that actually ended up ending earlier this week. Oh, okay. And so when Julio passed, it just kind of lined up. And so uh, able to get Bowling for Soup, and uh, we're, we're pumped. Can't wait, and uh, looking forward to seeing everyone out there. We'll put it like this. If traffic cooperates, maybe after the Cowboys game and before Kevin Gray and I do the postgame show for 105 through the Fent, maybe I can swing by. We'll see. If you see me there, you know I made it. Would love to see you, CA. You're always welcome. You're such a big part of the Sandlot family, and we really appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you again for joining us this morning. This is Jared Sandler of Sandlot Charities and, of course, pre- and post-game Rangers baseball host on, here on 105.3 The Fan. Thanks, Jared. Thank you, CA. And joining us right now is my friend Brandon Board from the Tree of North Texas Food Bank. How are you doing, Brandon? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm so glad you joined us because I have never heard of the Tree of North Texas. Now, you've just joined them, and I need to know the story because I love the fact that you guys are taking care of uh, lower-income families and kids, on, especially during the holidays. Yes, sir. So you are correct. I, I have been in the nonprofit world for, uh, well— Career-wise, about 20 years, yes. my family, uh, my I, my mom, uh, you know, has been in it forever. So I was voluntold a lot growing up. Um, so <laughs> I like the way you ago, put that. Voluntold. Oh yeah. so, and oh yeah, you will do this. I, I have more voluntold hours than probably the majority of the rest of the world. There um, you go. But I wouldn't trade it for the world. So um, the tree of North Texas, actually what the tree stands for is it's an acronym. It stands for teaching, reaching, educating, and empowering. And we focus, um, our service area is Birdville Independent School District 
and Keller Independent School District. Mm -hmm. And our goal is to make sure that every student has what they need to be successful, whether it is um, food, food assistance, tutoring, after school, before school, uh, extra support, mentoring, any and everything that the school district has identified uh, that could be a, an issue or a setback. It's our goal to build that bridge to make sure that if a student wants to be in the classroom and wants to succeed, I want to be there to help them in any way that we can um, so that they because statistics show if you graduate from high school with a diploma, um, your success rates are, are about 60 percent higher than if they if you never finished and got your uh, GED or your, your uh, high school diploma. So a few months ago, I was uh, actually talking to a pastor here in the area and he saw a need that Birdville Independent School District really didn't have a lot of educational support. And so he was more of picking my brain from my experience and things like that. And um, he decided that he wanted to do something about that. So the tree is actually very new. So Chris, when you say you've never heard of it, it's okay. Okay. It was founded on, it was founded May 1st. <laughs> there so, you go. That that explains it all. I'm like, I'm familiar with quite a few nonprofits, and I'm not that familiar with the North Tarrant County area, the, the tree in North Texas. So now I feel better about it, but I'm glad you guys have taken off so well. So was it a, a difficult adjustment for you to, to be a part of a, of a startup nonprofit? Because you've been involved with, like you said, nonprofits for years and years and years. Um, so it, it's stressful on an exciting side. Uh, okay, I hear you. Are, uh, so with with the the training and the uh, educational side that I actually had by having a parent in the role for so long, um, I have a I have a really good uh, support system. My wife is 100 percent on board. And I, you know, by having somebody as close to me as my mother that I can go pick her brain and um, kind of kind of investigate things mm -hmm. that I thought I knew, but maybe not as well as I needed to. Uh, it's exciting. It's it's scary. It's frustrating. <laughs> Um, it is, sure. I, I wouldn't, there's nowhere else I'd rather be. That is fantastic. Again, it's like a perfect fit for you. And we're talking about the tree of North Texas and you guys are doing so much for these kids. Can you talk about what made you just decide to do this? I mean, he mentioned that he was picking your brain and then he went and reached out to you. It wouldn't, it wasn't just like an, a straight up decision because you were already doing well. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, I, I live my life by three things, my, my faith, my family, and my support system. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm a firm believer that when God's ready for you to, to see something, uh, sometimes he opens the door. Sometimes he kicks you in the backside. Right. Uh, you know, and things just kind of fall into place. I feel exactly how it was. And, uh, and that's kind of what this was. It, it like I said, it started in May. I was at, I, I had another position in, uh, you know, elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just kind of watched it from the sidelines and, and it kind of grew traction and things like that. And then, uh, a few months ago, there was a conversation of it's a, it's time to bring on a staff person. And uh, that that same pastor, his name is Dave, came to me and was like, what do you think? And at that point, of course, I'm, you know, I've got a 20 month old at home. My wife's a teacher and you're talking about doing a startup. And I'm like uh, a little hesitant, but some other things fell into place perfectly. And I, I, uh, I I'm here and we we have big support already. Mm -hmm. uh, Eamon G. Carter. Have you ever heard of that, that, that family? I think I might've heard of them. Seemed like I've seen some highways near the DFW airport with his name on it. Yeah. So um, they actually, the, the Eamon G. Carter foundation is a supporter of the tree of North Texas. Uh, Let alone the TCU help. football field. Go oh. frogs at national championship uh, finals. They made it to the playoffs. Heck yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way to get to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but there is the, when you know you're in the right spot, like I said, things kind of fall into place. And there is a, uh, a crazy amount of um, community support. The districts that we're, that we're trying to support are all in. Uh, it just, one of those things that just kind of fell into place was it turns out that the main contact that I, that I needed to make at Birdville ISD is actually somebody. His name is Phil. He's somebody I have had uh, workings with in the past. So, okay. I had, you know, I had an inside, an insider in that situation. So very good. So when you were reaching out to the different organizations, and we're talking about not only just the school districts, but you had to reach out to, like you said, the different people who could help with the food and the kids after school learning and the educators. 
Tell us about the networking that you had to do, because I know you're probably on the phones constantly and on the roads quite a bit this summer. Oh, definitely. And I will tell you that um, this was this would not be possible if we were still kind of in the COVID uh, lockdown. Right. Yeah, the pandemic. We're on the backside of it, thank goodness. Yes. So one thing that in the nonprofit world, when you go talk to people, it's, I'm, I'm of a, an older manner, I guess I'm, you know, 35, but I, I do like some of the, the older deals, which is FaceTime sitting down, having a conversation, mm-hmm. uh, because when you're talking to other organizations or companies or things like that about how they can support, you're not selling a product. You're selling more, more or less an idea right. of, um, I can't give you something right now for your money, but what I can tell you, your money's going to do over the next three to five to six months or, you know, even longer than that. Um, that's the, that's where you have to, uh, you gotta, you know, you gotta shake trees. You gotta, you gotta get in the bushes. Yes. Yeah, a little uh, bit harder because you're not the United way. Everybody's heard of the United way. Yes, that that's true. And one thing that, that I've always been excited about in the nonprofit world is um, I have worked for local and I've worked for national uh, brands. And the difference between the two are, uh, a lot of people like to support the local because it's it is what what it, the word is is local. Meaning, if you are donating to our resale shops or donating to you know our online funds, those funds that are raised in whether it's you know selling stuff or um, contributions, they literally could be going to your neighbor next door. Whereas you know you go to national, you're not quite sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, and so there's there's some security and peace of mind. Can you talk about the the school districts and how they accepted uh, the invitation to partner with the Tree of North Texas and what it took to get those partnerships locked in? So um, as a as a member of the area, uh, basically my entire life, I graduated uh, from Keller High School. I went, you know, I was the student who I was going away and never coming back. I made it <laughs> to my sophomore year and, I, and then I transferred to UT Arlington and then <laughs> took a job in, in the in the Keller Fort Worth area. Um, the districts, as I kind of got able, I was able to dive in. There is the need is so much higher than what I even imagined growing up here. Um, one school district, the Birdville School District, that we support sixty to sixty five percent of the entire school district um, qualifies for the free and reduced lunch program. You are kidding! Is, That's over half. Right. And when I, I can uh, even wow you a little bit more. So Birdville has about between 27 and 28,000 students. So you're, you cut that in half and then add the extra 10 to 15%. You're talking, you know, 18 plus thousand students could possibly qualify for our services. And that's only one of the two school districts. The other school district, Keller, the percentages are a little bit lower but um, you're still talking of about 40,000 students the last I checked in, in Keller, and you're at about 20% of that. So right here in a about a 25-square-mile radius, I've got um, my team has services that roughly you know, anywhere from 20 to 30,000 students could qualify for. That's a that's amazing stat, and like I said, I'm I'm so glad you're there in place. Even though you just guys you guys just started in May, there is the need. So, what are some of the needs you you mentioned the things that you provide? But can you break down the needs exactly the way you see it? The priorities, in other words, is it the food? Is it the after school help or the pre school help? And what are the grades that need or the kids in what grades that need the most attention? So. That is a huge, broad question because um, being the fact that we are new, but where we are right now is so we are so uh, money conscious. Okay. I wanna, I've always prided, my, prided myself on being as transparent as possible. So uh, every dollar right now that comes in, 100% of those dollars go back to uh, making sure the students have what they need. So much to the fact that I am currently sitting slash officing out of the Watauga City Library. Um, in one of the quiet rooms. So it's called starting up. It's called starting up, man. When you start up, you start up. It's not like you start up on the the top floor of a reunion tower, right? Exactly. Um, So as far as the needs, obviously, uh, if you, uh, 
you know, if you want to be a financial supporter, that's the easiest way for you to. Um, you just jump on our website, thetreeofnorthtexas.org, trying to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just click donate and, and you can, you know, drop any amount that you want, a dollar, $10, $200,000, you know, whatever. Um, but some of the things that we are in need of is, so our food pantry right now is actually my garage. Um, so we have some shelving and things like that, but mm-hmm. the big need that we have or anything that you could classify as a snack pack item, mm-hmm. which is a low cook or a no cook item. Because as I said, uh, we have such a high percentage that qualify for free and reduced lunch. If they're not at school, they may not get that meal. So what we do is we build things like, you know, granola bars, uh, small cookie packs, uh, applesauce, things like that. Sure. And our, and the teachers in the districts, they will drop them in the backpacks or some of the older grades can go by the office and actually pick them up. Um, we are in the process of developing a new resale store so that we can con- continue to uh, have funds come in. So much to the fact that uh, I'm very close to being able to announce a location. Uh, so we're hoping to be able to do that in the next few weeks. And then, you know, so at that point, if you have a, you know, a physical item, you know, such maybe you got new furniture or um, your spouse that, you know, decided that the lamps are ugly and they want to do one. Uh, mm-hmm. We will have a facility to be able to take those kind of items. This is fantastic. We're talking with Brandon Board. He's with the Tree of North Texas. And Brandon, I remember the last time I talked to you was literally maybe a month after the grid broke in Texas. And you were telling me the stories about how you were, you were out making the rounds and all that tough weather, you know, getting things to the kids. And so I'm, I'm wondering about, you know, not that, you know, there's going to be a grid issue coming up anytime soon, but I, I know there's some stories that already have touched your heart um, over the last few months of what you guys have been doing and how you probably helped a certain school or a certain student or a teacher with, with a particular thing. And again, people love these stories because, you know, it's not just the big companies that we talk to as well, the corporations that take care of people, like the North Texas Food Bank. But, you know, people love the stories of, you know, empathizing with everybody that's just donating their time, their talent, their treasure uh, on the on the ground level, like you said, the local level, not just the national. Is there, is there a story or two that you've had to go through with some people to help them out recently in the last couple of months? Oh, um, it's, it's interesting that you ask. So um, there I have just in my career, I have stories that, you know, would make a a Dallas Cowboy lineman cry, just, yeah. you know, from those, those stories. But yesterday, let me tell you, uh, so for the sake of this story, we're going to, we're going to call uh, the student um, Jack. Okay. Jack. So, mm-hmm. so uh, we Keep have his privacy. a coat. Yes. So we have a coat drive going on right now because one of the needs that we found very quickly was as we were preparing for the weather to change, uh, there are a lot of students that they don't have what, you know, layers to layer up. So yesterday um, I was able to, I met with one of the principals from one of the schools that we were at and I was standing in the uh, office because, you know, you have to do your check-in things uh, with the front desk and Jack was standing there and he just kind of looked up at me. Granted, I'm six, four, um, six, five, depending on if I have boots on. And I was in an elementary school and I believe Jack is a second grader. So there's probably a, a decent look up. Um, oh yeah. He's he, probably about three foot tall. <laughs> oh yeah. So he's just looking and he said, hi, you know, he's very friendly. And I saw, you know, I you know, kind of high fived him and I said, man, go, go make it a great day. And he smiled. And so I went into the, the meeting. Well, when I came back out, Jack was still sitting there, but I had noticed it. Uh, he was wearing a different color. And uh, so I not really paying much attention to it. He uh, pulls, you know, gets my attention, pulled on my, my jeans or whatever. And, so I, I kind of crouched down and talked to him and he introduced himself to me and he just looked at me and he goes, I want to tell you, thank you. And I said, okay, bud, for what, what, you know, I'm excited. What, what's going on? And he said, this jacket right here is the first jacket that I have ever owned and I've ever had. And I said, man, I'm glad you have it. He goes, uh, the trees or it fell out of the trees. And I said, okay. And I was kind of confused for a second. And mm-hmm. the secretary behind the, uh, the counter leaned over and goes, Jack, the tree gave it to you. And that's when I realized, and he said, so wow. he, he, gave me a, he gave me a little hug and he said, it's the first jacket I've ever had. Are you okay if I take one home for my sister? Oh, and wow. I looked at him kind of with a, 
a bit of a knot in my throat. And I looked at him and I said, would you like to? Yeah. Um, and because I know right now, you know, the weather's kind of warm, just we're kind of having this weird uh, heat streak, but I know the weather's supposed to cool down next week. Mm-hmm. But it's those little things that a lot of people don't realize uh, get taken for granted. Yeah. And, and it changes people's lives. It really does. The little things like that, the, the fact that he knows that somebody other than his family cares. Right. And just, and those are those, those are the reasons why, you know, every business, every job you ever have, you have those days where, uh, you know, why do I get out of bed in the morning? And that right there just goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, things just kind of fall into place when they're supposed to. And um, the fact that I know that Jack went to, went home last night and was probably super excited uh, to talk to, you know, his family or whoever he lives with uh, and was able to give his sister a coat because, mm-hmm. and from what I understand, she, I think she's younger than him, maybe kindergarten. Uh, and you know, he was, he was, uh, all excited and, and these coats, they're brand new, but for the most part, we do have some gently used, but in really great shape mm-hmm. jackets. Uh, but it was, a, will never forget it. It was like, uh, Pepto pink, the jacket that he picked for his, his little sister. Wow. And, uh, and that just, it warms my heart and, and the staff and the volunteers here knowing that we're, where we're supposed to be. You know, that's that's an amazing story. And and I know you mentioned earlier that your wife is a teacher. I know the educators are so glad to see you guys, too. Can you can you talk about maybe some of the educators in this time of the year where they're finishing up the semester and they probably got, you know, tests and things they have to work on for the holidays? And has anyone told you, you know, about how you're needed at that particular school or uh, the difference that you guys are making? So, um, yes, my wife is a teacher. And so I get to see it from both sides. I get to see her come home with her struggles of, I didn't have enough time today mm-hmm. to get, you know, to get to everyone all the way to the, to the other side of, uh, you know, there's some people who plant the mustard seed. You may never get to see it grow. Well, uh, Jennifer is a fifth grade teacher. So she gets to, she's kind of in the middle. Um, and so some of the things that, that I see on my end are the teachers that are uh, extremely dedicated and they want all their students to succeed, but they don't have the means to necessarily sit down one-on-one with each student that Mm -hmm. needs it. You know, there's only so many hours of the day um, and, you know, they have families and things like that. And that's where um, I'm excited in January are, we will have a program for after school kids at a couple of the campuses that not only well, we have volunteers that our goal is to have uh, one volunteer or mentor to each student, but we're trying to make it as easy as possible. So the student doesn't have to travel. It's li- we're literally going to be on their campus so that they get out of school. We're going to make it fun. You know, they're going to get to have a little bit of fun at the beginning, you know, so because um, I, I and the staff and the volunteers never want a student to feel like they're coming to see us because they're in trouble. Right. Or, you know, and, or that's, this, that's or that, yeah, or, yeah, or that you're behind with school, and so therefore we're making you do some more lessons. Yeah, it should yes. be a joy and not a punishment. Exactly, and that's in. I am of the mindset. I don't like boring personally. Mm-hmm. I don't like you know things to be slow. So I like to be excited and jumping around. And, and uh, I've always been the one who um, I will take my staff out to the back. You know, the back of the building. If they need a minute, we'll throw a football. Or, you know, if a couple of the kids you can tell are just overwhelmed that uh, you kind of kind of get a feel for, hey, are you into baseball? You know, mm-hmm. what? who's your favorite player or, you know, are you in the band or you like music? Who's your favorite singer? You know, those things just to kind of get them feeling a little more lighthearted, like sure. they're not behind and they're not in trouble. That's a big deal. Exactly. We're talking with Brandon Board with the Tree of North Texas, and he's doing all these great things in the Birdville ISD. You mentioned Keller as well. Um you, you you talked about the kids, and you, and I love these stories about the kids. We're coming close to the holidays. Are there some things that anyone can do to help you guys going into these holidays? So um, we actually have about 25 families that are signed up right now. Um, I wanted to make sure that we didn't overpromise, uh, being the fact that we are uh, a newer organization. And what we're doing is for every online donation of $25, I am just assuming that those are $25 that somebody wants to donate toward the, uh, the Christmas holidays, 
Um, and I take, we take those and we go and convert them to $25 Walmart gift cards. And nice. what we're working, what we're working on you know, Walmart target, whatever uh, we are working with the parents or guardians of that household. Um, because what I want to do is I want to be able to give these, the guardians or the parents um, two, two things. One, I want them to not have to stress about, you know, is, is, little Johnny going to get something for the holidays. Um, but at the same time, I also want them to be able to have that empowerment of, I'm going to give you the gift card, but I want you to go shop for it. I want you to, you know, you know, Johnny better than anybody. What is it that Johnny wants or needs this year? Um, so we're doing that. We, you know, we're also accepting gift cards. Um, if you go on our website or on our Facebook page, you can send us a message. Like I said, we are, I'm, <laughs> I'm officing out of the library. Uh, mm -hmm. We are working on an actual physical location, um, but I don't have one right now. So that's why we push for the online donation. But if you'd like to, to go get gift cards or whatnot and, and deliver them to us, uh, I can have one of our volunteers meet you somewhere. Or like I said, you're welcome to come see me at the library. Uh, but, and, and obviously we've, we're, we're about halfway to our goal right now. Um, if we get, uh, you know, a plenty where 25 families is, is, uh, not enough. Mm -hmm. Then I have, we have some contacts in the school districts that we can, we obviously we can grow, uh, those numbers and things like that because, you know, there's that need is out there. It really is. And again, you're local and a lot of people, uh, donate their time, their treasure, their talents nationally. And that's also a great thing, but, I hate to say this, but America loves the underdog. And that's why a lot of eyes in North Texas in football looking at TCU, they might not have had any ties to TCU, but that's an underdog team playing with the big boys in the college football playoff. And here you are in North Tarrant County in the shadows of TCU. And it's almost like another feel-good story. If, if someone wanted to partner with you guys, if they wanted to be a volunteer, what would they need to do and what kind of information did they need to provide you? So it, it's a very easy three-step process. Take First your time. Off, you go Take on, your time. You go on our website and you just click the button that says volunteer. It's going to ask you some questions. Um, because we work with students and we're on campuses, uh, we, we do have a background check. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously we don't want to. It makes everybody feel safe. It makes everybody feel better. Exactly. And then from there, what we do is uh, based on the needs that we have, I, you got options. I'm not going to put you or ask you to volunteer somewhere that, is something a you're not comfortable with b you know nothing about or nothing you know that it doesn't interest you if you know if you are uh, a volunteer that likes to hang out in your kitchen and build snack packs great i will get you the supplies and take that over um if you want to be part of our educational programs in january we'll get you signed up um uh, and then you know as as we continue to grow we'll have events and things like that that we will need hands-on uh, like day of support so, but it all starts with just going to the tree of North click that volunteer page and it'll get all your stuff going. And it takes about 24 hours to get your um, background check back. So we're pretty quick. And people love that. Again, that extra step makes everybody feel comfortable, especially nowadays. Now you mentioned your mom and you say you can always go back to her as a resource of a wealth of information um, have you had to have that little conversation with her to make her, what did you call yourself when you were growing up? A volun what? Uh, you were volun made? Volun told. Uh, volun have you volun told your mom yet that she might need to be more involved? So, she is, <laughs> so it's funny you say that. She is actually one of the founding board members ah. uh, on the board of directors because of her. When One of the things that I, whenever I was approached about this, uh, I said, that in order for me to take on the position, the leadership position that I hold, I would like her to be uh, on the board of directors because she has more experience than anybody that I know. Good. And as, as soon as Pastor Dave said yes, I sent her a text message and told her, you just got a new job. <laughs> <laughs> you volunteered her that. Yes. So because she is she has since retired from from her mm -hmm. other employment, and things like that. So she is you know, she's retired between grandkids and, you know, free time. She, sure. she had, she had the ability. So well, just, I like, what know. I like about her is she can help you guys not go down the wrong path as far as wasting time, or she can show you the, the ways she's almost like a human cheat code. 
She can help you not make the mistakes that she probably had to go through when she was first starting out. Yes. And then it's funny because when she started out at the, uh, the organization that um, she helped grow and nurture, there were a lot of similarities from whenever I took over um, the tree, like right down to um, the amount of money that, you know, the financials that were in the bank. She's like, we had this much. And I said, well, I have this much. And then she was, well, if you put inflation in it, it's about the same. And I was like, of course it was. <laughs> This is yeah. fantastic. I mean, and, and again, I like the fact there's there's family involved. I like the fact that you're doing it for the kids and you're doing it with the educators and it's it's needed. Again, what are those numbers? You were talking about the kids who have who are who qualify for food assistance in schools, which is is mind blowing sometimes when you think about it. Right. So uh Birdville ISD is between sixty and sixty five percent of roughly 20, a little less than 28,000 students. So you can do the math that, that that's a whole huge number. And then um, Keller is between 15 and 20% of 40,000. So, uh, you know, you very quickly, you get, you, you, you surpass 20,000 kids very quickly. Exactly. Well, Brandon, we can't thank you enough for joining us and spreading the message out again, Brandon board with the tree of North Texas.org. Thanks, Brandon. Hey, Chris, can I throw one last thing out there that I sure. overlooked on my notes? Mm-hmm. Um, so have you ever heard of Ryan Bingham, the Texas country star who's also on Yellowstone? Oh, I've heard uh, about him. Yeah. So we are actually, for every $5 donation online through the 14th of December, you get your name put in, in a drawing hat because we have a brand new signed guitar from Ryan Bingham that um, for every $5 you get one entry and every $20 you get five entries. I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. That is fantastic. Thanks again, Brandon, for joining us. Thank you, sir. I'm Chris Arnold of 105.3 The Fan, thanking you for joining us. Tune in next week as we focus on other organizations and individuals doing great things in Dallas-Fort Worth. So long, everybody. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.